Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Wednesday, December 14th, 11 days before Christmas episode edition of The Elephants in the Room. And... We know who's playing in the World Cup final. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. When Katie asked what we were talking about, I said, well, we're opening with the World Cup. And she said, I, I'm not doing no, this. No, thanks. I was I'm like, not, I, No, thanks. Pass. Pass, pass. So I had to. So I had to. But it is, but it is obviously, um, it's going to be, it's a big one. I mean, it is, it is a sporting big one. It's Argentina versus France. I think everyone with even a, 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 minimal amount of soccer knowledge understands that France is a historically strong soccer country and Argentina obviously is as well and they've probably you've probably heard the name Lionel Messi well Lionel Messi is the star for Argentina he's 35 this is most likely I think he said this is the last World Cup or most likely his last World Cup you know he's been you know one of the two stars of his generation so you know of sporting general interest it will be an interesting match on Sunday morning but um, I think we should just uh, let's just just dive right into it because um, you know it actually has been kind of you know a nice busy news couple of days. Um, we're gonna get into the crypto kid because, <laughs> and we're not gonna like dive into all the details of it um, because it's really not all that. Well, there aren't, there aren't really that many details to break down in that, but what's really hysterical is to see this child of true privilege who's had no guardrails. He's never had anyone tell him no in his life, it seems. He's never, he's never dealt with any adversity whatsoever. And this is the first time where he, you can tell in these hearings and how he phrases things and how he gives these interviews, this is the first time in his life where he distinctly realizes that things are not going to break his way. <laughs> like, that this is not, like, like this is, like, this is serious. Like, it's, this is, it's like, it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm an adult. It's like, yeah, dude, you're 30 and you stole, it looks like you stole $8 billion. Poof. Yep. Um, so, um, we're going to, we're going to get into that a little bit. But shockingly, there there is political news to talk about, and I was originally going to open up with this CNN poll that has kind of served as 
juice for the talking heads today and for people to chat about 2024 speculation because we've had Gavin Newsom come out. And you know what Gavin Newsom noticed, Katie? What? He said, you know, there's a lot of illegal aliens in California. <laughs> oh, he just noticed this? <laughs> there seems to be a problem on our board. You know, there's a lot of people coming over. <laughs> We're starting to have some services that are kind of strained, you know, because... Uh, yeah. And so it's... um. Um, and obviously the, you know, the, the larger immigration story this week was the largest caravan ever entering El Paso. I mean, one thousand, when you've got a thousand illegal aliens streaming across the border and Fox News, CNN and MSNBC have set up shop there to film it. Can you even really say that this country has an immigration policy? Or national security policy at this point, like, isn't that a fireable offense for the the director of of homeland security right there? Isn't that what this office, this stupid made up office that that has no reason to exist, that we that we made after the in the hysteria of you know in post nine eleven America, we made another government. Never mind. Anyways, who knows. Who is there anyone is there anyone doing a legitimate background check on all of these people coming across the border? The answer is no. And people go, oh, Trump was racist and sexist, bigoted, you know, xenophobic, this and that. When when he said, you know, they're not sending their best. And and obviously what he meant by that is what every human being knows that any let's say, oh, I don't know, 12 million they estimate a number of illegal aliens in America. The last time I looked, it's probably more like fifteen or twenty. But let's say it's like twelve. Let's say it's twelve million. Twelve million illegal aliens. In any group of twelve million people, there are ne'er do wells. <laughs> That's a fact. That is a stone cold fact. You can take a random sampling of twelve million people from around the world, and you are guaranteed to find some absolute dirtbags. And so, and so anyways, so, so, so 2024, everyone wants to talk 2024, Politico wants to talk 2024, but we first have to deal with this budget issue. What's the budget issue? Well, the budget issue is, well, we've got two things coming up. We've got a debt ceiling issue coming up and we need to pass our, you know, we need to pass spending bills to Mm. keep the lights on. And so the question, it's now coming down to whether the House GOP wants to make a big deal out of it and, you know, kick it to next year and have the new speaker, you know, have to deal with it. And people are like, oh, no, no, no. Like the speaker's got to have enough to do. What do you mean they have enough to do? These people have nothing to do. All right. Like they're, 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 they're members, they're, 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 they're Congress people and senators. These people don't do anything. So to say like, oh, it would be unfair to add another thing onto the next speaker's plate is complete is complete nonsense because they're going to be dealing with some other negotiation anyways. You would think. You would think. Hopefully, helping organizing all the subpoenas that should be going out by the House Oversight Committee next year now that we're finally back in charge of it. Um, and so, but we don't know who the speaker's going to be yet because Kevin McCarthy still hasn't locked up the caucus. He still hasn't locked up the votes. And Trump's Trump's been trying to whip the vote for him, but people aren't listening to him. Um, you know, there's just not, um, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's just a, there's just a lot of, a lot of fighting going on right now in the GOP. And um, 
you know, like we're acting like losers. Well, I wouldn't say that we're acting like losers, but the problem the problem is is that we don't really have all that much power to be, you know, we have power but we don't have that much power, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, how much can we really, you know, all we can really do is gum up the works. That's really all we can do at this point. And and that's why I really never never really enjoyed the jumping on Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy for not putting a stop to things. They're like, oh, how could you not put a stop to the spending? Well, they really can't do that all that much about it, right? There's only, there's only so much that they can do. At the end of the day, Schumer has the 50, he's got the votes, right? And Kamala can come in and break a tie. So, you know, you know barring a, a large shift in, you know, the political landscape in America— it would be it's very very difficult when you're in the minority to um get your bills passed or to put a stop to what the majority wants to do it's very difficult to do that um and um and so rand paul is going off on all of this this um and this spending and you know he's never going to agree to uh to to any of this and any deal and we all know that there's some deal that's going to be passed anyways but i mean he does he you know rand paul really does is is making a point where where the gop really can't call itself fiscally conservative anymore and until we have control of congress control of the white house and we start to cut spending. We start to bring our budget under control. We start to decrease the deficit. And we weren't really able to do that the last four years. Our deficit grew every year. Not great. Not great. And, um, you know, it just, it just allows the Democrats to take that as a baseline and just expand on it and that's 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 really why we need to focus on this this spending issue and while you know it's it's nice to sound the alarm about it and you know it's nice to do you know these filibusters and stuff like that or call everyone out you know at the end of the day it's really on it's really on us to make sure that we take advantage of the power when we have the power to make these changes. And so getting into getting into how we get that power back in the CNN poll, and, 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 and I'm just kind of breezing through the spending bill because it's going to get passed, right? We know the debt ceiling is going to be raised at some point. We know this spending bill is going to be passed. Um, that's just a fact. <laughs> uh, so, but anyways... Uh, the CNN poll, the headline is there's little appetite for a 2020 rematch in the coming presidential election. Um, 62% of Republican and Republican-leading independents don't want Donald Trump to run, and 59% of Democrats and Democratic-leaning independents say they don't want Joe Biden to run. So it's basically 60% of Republicans don't want Trump to run, 60% of Democrats don't want Biden to run. The way that I read that is that 40% do want them to run, and 40% is enough to win a primary. That's not great. It's 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 not great. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Obviously, whoever is our nominee, whether it's going to be 
President Trump, whether it's going to be someone who gets in. Obviously, this poll gets into Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is... Yeah, that I found really interesting, that 38% singled him out. Yeah. 74% view him favorably. Yes. Only 63% view Trump favorably. I this was... Republicans and Republican-leaning independent voters. I was shocked to see that 38 number and that no one... It said everyone else was single digits or right. 1%. You know, there weren't, there's no one clamoring for a Mike Pompeo run. You know, there's no one clamoring for a Mike Pence run. There's no one clamoring for a Nikki Haley run. But there is an interest in a Ron DeSantis-Trump matchup. There is an interest in that in the party. Um, And I'm curious to see, I, I, I personally think at this point Biden's running again. I don't, I don't see why he wouldn't at this point. Um, I know we make fun of him for being a do- for being a doddering old guy, but I mean, he's got he's he he has plenty of senior moments, but he's he, he's first of all he's way more put together than Diane than than Senator Feinstein. Number one, I mean, you know, he know, he knows where he is. He knows he knows things that he said. Um, I I think the shocking thing about Joe Biden is just how how absolutely liberal he is legislating i mean he he got the presidency and he went hard 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 left and i think at this point he wants to leave behind eight years of a very a much more liberal and more progressive legacy than barack obama like i think he wants to beat out obama i mean the conspiracy theorist in me thinks they'll just take him out in some capacity before then um <laughs> I'll give him some kind of disease or actually let the cat out of the bag that he has dementia. I, I mean, at this point, I'm not going to speculate on who would win in a 2024 matchup because, oh my gosh, there's so much, there's so much that's going to change over the next two years. It's not even worth speculating on what you, who you think can win or lose. And I hate that kind of speculation anyways, because you just never know. You never know. I always hate that. Oh, they're unelectable. What do you mean they're unelectable? You don't know what things are going to look like when election day rolls around. You don't know what's going to be going on in the world or in that state or in that congressional district. Trust me, folks. No one is, at the end of the day, unelectable. Um, because you never know what can happen. But uh, so, so yeah, so that was the, so that was the interesting thing that, um, that I found. The, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is where Trump's support fell from and it was with the 65 and older crowd the boomers the boomers are abandoning trump which i was i was shocked to see because well they're the only ones still supporting him well not just that but you know so much of his pitches and you know some of the remarks and speeches that i've seen is so geared towards you know that generation in very much of like a i'm going to make sure that i take care of you don't worry about it you know, I'm not touching Social Security, Medicare, you know, any of that. He's not, you know, he's not going to be doing it. He's not going to be cutting any spending for, for, for that matter. <laughs> um, um, but I, I was surprised. I was surprised to see that. And what I wasn't surprised to see is that the very conservative group is going, you know, we want someone who's just maybe a little bit more ideologically aligned with with how we with with how we view things, which I think is honestly probably the DeSantis crowd at this point is probably the group that, you know, was was more aligned with Ted Cruz 
the last time around in 2016. And DeSantis, I think, is a much more credible candidate than than Senator Cruz was. Not that that's not an attack on Senator Cruz. He's obviously a very bright and accomplished man, but he doesn't have the same political and you know governance um, uh, success and track record that frankly being the governor of a large state governor DeSantis does I mean look how he handled the hurricane he, he, we hear nothing about the recovery and that any problems for that ever ever that hurricane came you know slammed into Fort Myers and it seems like that that cleanup that process has been going fine and you know the media has been digging into every little piece of that so I, you know, those 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 kind of wins are what make him such an, an interesting candidate. You know, along with the fact that he is very much, you know, a doctrinaire conservative. You know, he is a, you know, he's he's a he's a conservative guy. Um, and so, but uh, the other funny thing that, of course, that I have to bring up is that eighty three percent of Democrats uh, have a favorable view of Biden, which I I shocking. I think that's low. Generally, incumbent presidents in their party are like 90 plus. Hmm. Trump was always like 93, 94, 95. There was, that was always the funny thing. This like, quote unquote, like this never Trump crowd. It like, didn't really exist. It really only existed in the media. <laughs> um, um, so I do find 83%, 83% to be a little, a little, uh, a little low. Um, but what I do find to be absolutely hysterically low and basically a non-starter when it comes to this person ever trying to run for president again and that's vice president harris who has a 66 percent favorability rating and you just i'm sorry you say that because newsom has a 45 percent, but you think he's viable and that's just because i think it's because 40 i think it, the 46 percent have no opinion of him i think it's because 46 percent just don't know that much about him to have an opinion of him mm. you know i think that that's that's one of the but things that... But 20% have that of Harris because 14% yeah. are unfavorable, 66 favorable, so that's only 80%. I, so, so I do find it shocking that 20% have no opinion. Maybe it's because like she's vice president. I don't, I don't really know what she does or whatever. Um, if 20% of the country... Well, we already know, I'm sure. I, would, I don't even want to look it up. I don't What percentage of the country knows who the vice president is? <laughs> you know, that's like the classic Jay Leno, David Letterman... You know, man on, on the street, man on the street, you know, late night television, you go to a party, like, yeah, so who's the vice president of the United States? Uh, George Bush? <laughs> Hillary Clinton? I don't know. Um, but anyways, so... Um, uh, that that's been sort of the the fuel that's been going that's been going on um, in for chatting about today because everyone likes to talk about 2024 because it's more fun than talking about budgets. Budgets are boring. <laughs> budgets are boring. Let's just call it. I, I had to find it today was 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 funny it was in Politico why the 2024 race is eerily quiet. Well, for starters, it's December 2022. <laughs> It's literally as we open the show 11 days until Christmas so that that may give you a hint about why why it's so quiet but it's actually not quiet because we have Donald Trump making a major announcement tomorrow. What else could he be saying? I don't know. Maybe he's going to announce his VP candidate. He said Amer- America needs a superhero. Okay. Maybe he's going to be joined by Lou Ferrigno 
who played the Hulk. Um, right? Lou Frigno was the Hulk. Um, he was he was one of those those big superheroes. Um, so yeah, there's a Trump announcement tomorrow. I don't know what it's going to be about. I don't know if anyone knows what it's going to be about. But he did promote it on Truth Truth Social today with an image of him with a in a Superman costume. Classic. Well, I mean, it was obviously a very comic, you know, like yeah, yeah, you know what I'm getting at. It's not him going down to Spirit Halloween and grabbing a Superman costume off the rack yeah, and I putting it, it on. It's a picture. Which by the way, I would like to see. <laughs> I think that would be I think that would be great. You know, like you show up, you're at Mar-a-Lago trick-or-treating, and you see Donald Trump with you know, dressed up as Spider-Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be really funny. Like I I, I hope that I, I hope at some point I've never I don't think I've you know, you only ever see him in two outfits. Golf attire, suit. Yep. That's it. That's the only thing you ever see Donald Trump in. Golf attire, suit. That's fine. No big deal. Um, all right, I gotta tell. We got. We'll talk about the FTX kid. So, Sam. For the for those of you who don't know who the FTX kid, his name's Sam Bankman Fried or Freed or whatever. He Fry. He's gonna be. He's 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 lucky if he's he doesn't get fried by someone in jail. I'll tell you what. But anyways. Um, he was the founder of FTX, which is a cryptocurrency exchange, and there are multiple parts of the business. There's basically an international exchange and a U.S. exchange, and then another company that he had called Alameda Research, which was a, um, uh, for lack of a better uh, term, a cryptocurrency um, uh, hedge fund. I don't even know a hedge fund. It was just more like a, a, a gambling, honestly. It was just a gambling house. He's just gambling on crypto. Okay. But but nevertheless, that's what they were. They were a trading firm, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it, brokerage house, you know, something like that. Um, not brokerage house, but but they were just a crypto crypto trading firm. And um, and anyways, he was arrested uh, this week in the Bahamas, and this basically is the. Uh, the end of, of of one month of of a very rapid unraveling of his company. Um, he seems to have lost somewhere in the range of thirty two billion dollars as his own in his own personal quote unquote net worth has gone up in smoke. What what why he got arrested is that eight million eight billion sorry not million eight billion with a b uh billion uh dollars um is missing and that eight billion dollars is eight billion dollars in deposits that people put into ftx and bought cryptocurrency with whether it was bitcoin or anything else it's gone why is it gone? Well, it just so happens that he was taking the money that people were quote unquote depositing into FTX, transferring it over to Alameda Research, where his on and off girlfriend and another team of people were essentially making extraordinarily large risky bets on cryptocurrency. And when the crypto market crashed, and 
they made loans to other they they made loans they took out loans yada 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 anyways as the crypto market fell and fell and fell this year there were a lot of crypto trading firms that went under and coins that went under and companies that went under and now finally we finally hit ftx which was one of the largest uh which was the second or third largest exchange is out um and so he was arraigned yesterday in court and um he was well actually so here's the funny thing so he was arrested on monday evening he was supposed to deliver testimony in front of the house on tuesday so conspiracy theory number one popped up immediately that the uh, that the authorities arrested him before he could spill the beans on everything and before congress right quiet him shut him up right now so that was the first conspiracy theory that was uh that came up the second um and and so and so he uh he he, he had he was arraigned yesterday and he uh he tried to get bail because he could not be in jail and um, do you know why jail would not be okay for him katie because people want to kill him well you could be well yeah number one when eight million billion dollars is missing people do want you dead that's for sure no it's because he's a, a vegan and so um, eat some peanut butter and he has add who cares there are people in there with addictions i mean too bad so uh he was like no you can't do that to me i'm a i have a vegan diet and i'm i have an add diagnosis so that would be really unhealthy for me and the judge said wrong you're going to jail in the bahamas and apparently there's only one jail on the island and it's a, like total hellhole like a total hellhole they're like they're like it's not even humane conditions right they just lock up all their thugs and criminals in this place and now this kid's in there and i'm sure he's not mixed in with the general population but however i am also sure that he is not having a fun time uh whatever so they know. haven't flown him back to the u.s yet they haven't extradited him yet so that's what it looks like it's coming later this week that they're gonna they're going to try to extradite him um they've already the bahamas bahamas have already said uh they're going to they're already gonna send it back so um so that's um so that's what they're doing um later this week um part of the case against him or that the, that was brought up in court yesterday is that he moved 300 million dollars into a, like a brazilian bank account and then he was going to or like or Brazil like only exchange, and then he was going to flee to Brazil, and that was going to be like his his because Brazil you know, doesn't extradite get or? away. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I don't know if that's really going to fly. Um, if that would have flown anyways, but uh, but yeah, so I just had to bring that up because this kid's such a a privileged snot, and like I said at the beginning. And a, and a liberal snot. And I really like picking on the kid, too, because, by the way, this is but what he did is what called embezzlement. And so part of, part of this embezzlement scheme was that he was taking the money that was deposited and sent to Democrats and all these Democrat groups. 
So this is like a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing for Republicans to go, hey, where's your FTX money? Send back the FTX money. Where's where's the FTX money? And 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 Biden's press secretary was asked about this yesterday, if he's going to hand back the $5.4 million that he got. And she said, I, I'm not allowed to comment on that because of the Hatch Act. I'm not allowed to comment on it because that money is spent. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's spent on another... Spent on another something. Spent on something for Hunter, for sure. It was sent to Hunter. All right. All right. I have a food thing. Oh, my goodness. What is it? Uh, Portlandia comes to life. Ooh. Do, but, you, do, do you know what I'm... For those who don't know what Portlandia is or what we're referring to, maybe give them a little background. Okay. So Portlandia was uh, a, a television show, a sketch comedy show, and with Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein. And it was on IFC, Something Independent like that. Film Channel. Um, anyways, it was a send up. It was a set. It was a, it was poking fun at not Pretty just everything. Portland, Oregon, but just the, just the weirdness, you know, just the, just the weirdness in life. And really it was a send up a lot about liberal culture. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was was poking was poking fun at just like over the top like liberal wokeism and that's not to say that the the folks and the creators of the show aren't liberals they surely are but it was really a hysterical look at just you know i guess all the different characters that you come across in the liberal world and you know how just over the top that some of them can be and the first episode and this is the the pilot episode the first scene is hysterical they are out for a meal yes and they um the the waiter comes over and he's like do you have you know do you have any questions do you have any questions you go yeah i'd like to ask you about the chicken and he's like okay what about it and they're like well tell tell like tell me more about the chicken you know oh you know we partner with a local farm you know it's all it's all free range you know it's like well, what kind of a life did the chicken have? What was its name? You know, what was its name? Did it have any friends? Did it like? Did it have a good life? And they kept like wanting to go into this detail. And didn't like, the restaurant give them like a folder? Yes. With all the information. Yes, they were like, yeah, we uh, we actually have the information. You know, you're not the first people to ask yeah. about this. So they they bring it over, and as the episode goes on, they keep going back to it, and they keep adding on, and finally they end up going to the farm to like <laughs> investigate the chickens, and it ends up it, it what the farm is like a commune actually, and they end up becoming part of it, and then all of a sudden they like they're like they're like they're like okay. picking up. Anyways. So now that we have the backstory, the, anyways, the backstory. Disney guest is horrified to discover what is served alongside Wagyu beef dinner. What is it? A woman dining at Morimoto's in Disney Springs in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, was brought to tears by what comes along with every order of Wagyu beef. Do you do you, do you, do you know do you know what what comes along? I would I did not know this. No. Because we've Doesn't had... Doesn't it just change based on whatever restaurant you are? Is it like had, vegetables or something? We've had Wagyu beef before, but we we were not given what this woman was given. Okay, what was she given? Now, she was at a birthday dinner. One of her friends ordered the beef, and it cost $32 per ounce with a three-ounce minimum, which that's actually a pretty reasonable price. And... Um, 
the waiter brought over a certificate listing in detail information about the cow they were about to consume. Ugh. It comes with the cow's birthday. The TikToker, the TikToker cries between laughter. He was born in May. His name was Shino. That's his little nose print, and she's showing the certificate. And uh, according to the site crowdcow.com, Japanese A5 Wagyu beef is typically served with a certificate of authenticity detailing each cow's unique lineage, place of birth, and other details. Each cow has a unique identification number, which can be looked up on a Japanese government website. I feel like that was put into place to make sure people aren't giving you like fake Wagyu beef or something. Correct. Would you still eat the beef? I don't really like Wagyu beef. I'm like a huge red meat person, so I That's like wouldn't true. have ordered it to begin with. Okay, but um, but, but but like I don't oh, know. Okay, what kind let's of a say, nose print? Let's say that's <laughs> real cute. <laughs> I I I I think I I think I can pull up a picture. No, of the, of the no, pull up picture. You. No. I mean, it looked. No, I don't want to see it. We have to eat. We still have to eat dinner. We still have to. We still have to eat. So, well, well that, I mean, that's a perfect question. If our chicken tonight had a name, yeah, no, because chickens are stupid. What Honestly, if I've I've had a chicken, as we know, I've had a pet chicken. That's a story for another podcast episode, and they're very stupid. They're not cute. They're stinky. They literally are like they don't they have nothing going on upstairs. But a cow is a little different. I don't know. Cow's a little different. Cow is 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 where I guess where do you draw the line? What animal do you draw the line? I mean, I don't because I eat what pork, about a, what a pig, beef, so chicken. Pig, pig does nothing for you. I think they're cute. So the snap, but like I want I'm gonna eat pork. I don't eat a lot of pork. Mm. Fish, fish, yeah, fish. I mean, but I, like, I don't eat deer or anything, mostly because I don't think it tastes good. Um, I don't I eat lamb. Yeah. Yeah. And that's mostly because it honestly doesn't taste Like, it's got to taste good enough that it makes up for the fact that you killed something. <laughs> so, like, rabbit doesn't qualify, lamb doesn't qualify, deer doesn't qualify. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the question that you wanted to ask me? <laughs> I think I, I, I like I, I like your rationale. I, I support your rationale. It has to taste better than how cute it is. Yeah. I think that's that's like that's the food equivalent of picking the the, the mascots in March Madness. Yeah. Right? That's that's can this mascot kill the other mascot? Or which mascot is cuter than you know, which mascot I like more? Like which color do I like more? Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy that. Um, I would still eat the beef. <laughs> well, you already paid a hundred dollars for it. Yeah, so. well, I've paid at least a hundred dollars for it, so damn well sure I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's right. I'm gonna yeah. It I'm, is already dead. It's yeah. not like you not eating it brings it back I might, to life. I honestly, I honestly, if I'm the one who ordered it, I might have some pretty sharp elbows if people try to get it as well. <laughs> 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 um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not a terrible dinner guest like that. Uh, most, right. most of the time. 
we will you will hear us there it is on friday you correct that was a self-correction right in the middle yeah i wanted to say you will see us on friday it just sounds better you know yeah all right well yeah we'll 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 be here we'll be here friday and uh we'll have i guess happier food food well we got to start doing like We'll probably do we'll some do sort of a Christmas holiday. thing. We have a holiday thing we're doing tonight. We'll do something along that. Oh, We won't gosh. spoil it. Oh. All right. We, you will hear. This doesn't sound as good. You'll see us on Friday. Bye. Hear us. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Stay out the bushes. Jeff is a mess. <laughs>